This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. You like it. Lucy, do you, do you want to know something that would be upsetting to you? Um, when you <laughs> <laughs> only mildly. Sure. It's a good um, fact, When you, without, a, without a, a Twitter account, go on our podcast Twitter account, um, it suggests people at the site, it suggests Goofmaster <laughs> Janosch, Chaz, oh, Clown sweet. Prince of whatever, and uh, Acer Bab. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, so no. But not you. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm out. I'm stopping my recording now. I have I have other commitments. I'm going to have to retweet you more. Kirked by the algorithm. <laughs> no, but this uh-huh. is... I guess this is like the curse of Lucy working in... Working 40 hours. Yeah, yeah. I'd be tweeting all the time otherwise but i unfortunately am at a point where that promotion that i got in my job means i actually have to do shit all day now <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes to do things so what you do is you get tweet deck about. you 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 queue like 12 tweets every day and then like schedule them so that you're always tweeting i can't do that no because i always tweet off the cuff it's what i'm thinking in that exact moment that's that's the raw lucy experience that you what get you gotta do is you gotta every time you think that you gotta write it down in a book and then at the end you can tweet all of it i don't have the time <laughs> okay <laughs> in the same way i don't have the time to just tweet if i if i had the time to write it down in a book i would just tweet it okay i wasn't sure if you weren't allowed your phone or not um, no, I'm allowed my phone. No one supervises what I do. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's great. Uh, I am in charge of coding people's vaccine information. It's great. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to add, like, not to, not to go from, like, talk about Lucy's real job to uh, just, like, silly Twitter jokes, but, like, is there <laughs> realistically any chance that the Beatles would be circumcised? Like, four, four lads from R- Liverpool... Do you know my uh, granddad lived with in them? In the 60s. Did he circumcise them? If not, we're not, we're not interested. <laughs> Did he see their dicks? Um, I don't know. And he's dead, so I can't ask him. But he did live with them. Um, if your granddad w- wasn't the personal Brees for... I noticed that Chess cares about this issue a lot, apparently. Uh-oh. And I just, like, here it's just, like, not really a thing that people talk about i guess like unless you're orthodox jewish there's like you can pretty much assume of people that they're not circumcised here in germany same here so i just wonder if it's like different in people don't people don't really get circumcised here unless it's for religious reasons yeah all medical all that all medical i was reading an article about it earlier and it said that um, it's hard to know because people don't normally talk about it, and I was like, Haha. "Yeah, they, they don't talk <laughs> well, about that." But, but what, they if, talk what if about we're having the Jewish conversation, not, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like ninety-five percent because I used to be into the Beatles when I was thirteen. <laughs> okay, I mean, we we all were, yeah. And like, I I feel like I would have known if they they were Jewish. I don't think they're Jewish. They're not. The Beatles, like no, I think, Buddhist mostly Irish. Well, Lennon, uh-huh. Lennon's Irish, um, like Irish extraction, <laughs> and I can't remember the other ones. <laughs> they're all from Liverpool, right? They're all, they're yeah, they're all from. There's a massive, massive uh, Irish, like Anglo-Irish community in Liverpool. Which one's Paul? Mm. Is Paul McCartney off that one with Robbie Williams, or is he the Beatles one? Uh, 
My brain. What? <laughs> He's, Paul McCartney's from the Beatles, dude. Paul McCartney <laughs> is from the Beatles. Yes. I'm getting. I'm getting. What's happening right now is that I'm getting Paul McCartney confused with Gary Barlow. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. That's an interesting one to get confused but isn't with. Isn't John Lennon Take the Robbie Williams of the Beatles? I don't know. What? I don't know, dude. Who is Gary? <laughs> Who is this Gary person? Barlow, he's a guy who doesn't pay tax, uh, uh, loves the Tory party, and was in a band. But is he like a musician? Yes. Yeah. He was he's in Take, Take That. that. And oh, then him okay. and Robbie Williams had a big fallout in the bland. The bland? Well, they the are bland. bland. Well, the yes. Bland. Yeah, for the bland. <laughs> yeah, but he does sort of, it got back I, together. I don't even, I can't, couldn't even tell you if I ever heard a Take That song. They're not very <laughs> memorable I don't yeah. blame you. I probably heard them, but it just went into my brain and left it immediately because... No, I think, no, I think I yeah. actually heard... There was like one, one point in my life where I was like uh, playing the hit PlayStation 2 game SingStar with some friends <laughs> and <laughs> there was a Take That song on it and my friends did sing it and I was like, oh, I, have, I can't, literally can't tell if I've ever heard this song. <laughs> and I still don't remember what it was. Yeah, let's take that for you. Robbie Williams yeah. was on the Strictly finale last oh, no. weekend. And um, he sang his uh, new Christmas single. And by the way, whenever a celebrity releases a Christmas album, I'm just like, wow, they must be skin. But um, also... <laughs> oh, they just was, love yeah. Christmas. <laughs> his, his song was like, Can't Stop Christmas. It was the least memorable song I'd ever heard in my life stop I forgot it. can't stop christmas well wow. <laughs> have i got some has... news for you <laughs> <laughs> exactly it has Jesus. not aged well in the uk mm. this past week no. um you might have re- released a song called can't stop you going to france <laughs> can't mm-hmm. stop yeah going all to i know about though. like robbie williams's recent uh, events in his life was that he just started to get really red pilled about QAnon somehow. Oh, oh fuck yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, did he? Yeah, he, he was yes. like semi, like semi red pilled. He's like, maybe he's yeah. got some good points, but also I'm not a I nonce. Think he was so, like, I don't know. <laughs> I think he was like, yeah, Pizzagate makes a lot of sense if you think about it. He was. I think yes, he was sure saying like, did. well, Prince Andrew is a pedophile, so I guess I can see that maybe it's going on around me. But he said something like, I find it strange. I'm not involved. Why does everyone think I'm involved? I don't know anything yeah. about this. He also I guess it's the other his, celebrities. How he's he's working class or something. Like he... Oh, well, that's just such oh, British stuff, off. isn't it? I, I I'm do... rich, but I'm working class. Hey, well, it's yeah. me, Robbie, Robbie Williams, working class. I've only got 30 million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say working class, but he was just like, you know, I'm just, just a bloke uh, looking out of the window here on whatever street and you know i'm not one of one of those like upper class people but he is. after hard day and mine down down pop shit pop song mine uh, <laughs> I, I say i'm working class you know <laughs> it's it's so funny to me that he's like oh well if QAnon was real then they'd include me right like I'm a big enough deal that they'd include yeah, me yeah that's, that, like, that's sort of how thing. it was it was <laughs> so like, like, like why he I don't has know like about a crisis this. about his fame due to QAnon uh-huh. not, he's not worried about the kids he's just worried he's not <laughs> he's being like, included why am I not famous to be included in QAnon <laughs> maybe I want to be involved is it because I'm not a royal 
<laughs> just imagine someone's agent coming into them and they're like, bad news, I'm afraid, sir. QAnon, don't think you're a ped- pedophile murdering children for their blood. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My career. It's like, I'm, I'm just, it's like not being invited to like a fancy party. You're like, this is just sort of awkward, you know? Yeah. They're, 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 they're just like keeping all the adrenochrome to themselves and you're just not getting a look in. It's they wouldn't let me into Bohemian rude. Grove. Outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> me. I had to go to Little St. John's instead, which is like the shit version. (laughs) 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 Oh dear. Let's let's intro the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Oh fuck, I don't have anything. Um... (laughs) That's a tortoise. Dude, that's a to Who Watches the Watch, a Discworld reread slash watch podcast, uh, which is hosted by four people who evolve from plants at some point in their life cycle and one day will spore and release loads of little eggs into the air. <laughs> um, I'm your host, Charlotte, uh, and Merry Holidays. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I'm your host Lucy, and I'm looking to start a fight club in the marketplace of ideas. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, I'm your host, Janosch, and I've been deceiving you all this time because I'm not actually a male feminist. <laughs> oh shit! What? <laughs> actually, I just hate women. Um... Exactly. <laughs> I'm your host, George, and I've been condemned to the content mines to produce sparkling humour from that I've hewn from the living rock uh, to be posted without credit on my uh, friend's Twitter account. <laughs> you know, this is what happens, is that you work for me, so you produce content, and then I post the content because I own the means of Twitter production. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Chaz is a good, good what anarchist. What does George get yeah. out of it? Um, he gets the, uh, value of his labor in the form of laughs. So when people laugh at one of the tweets, I then laugh to George, but like less. And uh-huh. he gets like percentage. It's trickle down laughs. If I, if I just produced better, better jokes, then people would laugh more and I'd get more, more of the laughs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can work your way up to like Oops. a full belly laugh rather than just like a small mm. chuckle. But I'm thinking about getting out that game and I'm going to, option financial products uh, on like futures of my laugh so like there's potential that i'll produce like huge like 100 200 larger laughs in future okay uh and i'm willing to bet that that will happen uh so can, does anyone can want I, to buy that um i'm just wondering right now can i bet on that bet can i do like a synthetic future on george's laughs um where okay. i bet <laughs> mm. where i bet that um you winning may happen or not that would be good yeah, yeah. And I, I think you could also you could also be the owner of me 
uh, like. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> so you're then you're then like able to set the price for my laughs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not insider trading somehow or self dealing. How, how do you feel about this suggestion? Maybe. Maybe what would be good if, if like the the tax cut for for Chess, who is like the the big shot tweeter, should be like less. Like maybe she should be paying less of her less of her likes in taxes, so it could like trickle down to George. Mm. Chess has a lot of. She's got wear and tear on uh, smartphones, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of expenses, and I think the government doesn't need to be a drain on wealth create, well, like laugh creators, like like Charlotte. Yes, exactly. And I've also installed um, software on George's phone that checks to see if he's like trying to tweet himself and then stops him (laughs) and it reports back to me because if he does that Mm. then that would be pretty wrong and that would be cutting into my profits and i can't have him do that so i get a small electric shock to the to the nipples if yeah uh, if if Chaz does that but (laughs) i i am not into that kind of thing it's it's purely in the name of profit (laughs) (laughs) i think this is people having no life and listening to trash futures (laughs) (laughs) this i this is no relation to any real world economic system <laughs> yeah it's it's a good thing that like this podcast has no religion or politics religion that's for dumb people um they, they say that the most awkward things to bring up at a dinner party is religion and politics so i'm glad that the dinner party of this podcast never brings up those two topics yeah oh yeah it's usually when i'm at dinner parties i i will like uh i'm trying to like forego those like those awkward topics by talking about like really uncontroversial things like my dick size i think that's <laughs> that's not awkward at all to talk about on a family dinner party oh i'll like i'll like do a little cheers and be like ah so nice nice evening lovely food look at these sausages wow they look circumcised are you uh-huh. circumcised and that's how i break the ice at dinner parties that's a good one yeah um, I don't go to dinner parties. I <laughs> what? <laughs> You'd be breaking the law if you did. <laughs> I mean, even yeah, before... parties are banned. <laughs> These days, if you go to a dinner party and discuss religion or politics, mm-hmm. and then call yourself English. They'll put you in jail. Um, They'll they'll arrest you and throw you in jail. These days, if you go round to your good friend's house um, where there are ten people there and you spit in everyone's mouths in a sexual, consensual way, they Mm -hmm. will arrest you and they'll put you in jail. Just totally deserved. Sexually spitting in someone's mouth. I think we should have more rights to people who want to sexually spit into other people's mouths. I agree with that. Yeah. Go off. Go off kings or queens or the gender-neutral equivalent of, of monarchs. <laughs> go off monarchs. <laughs> Get gobbin, you you glorious people. I think monarchs is worse. Like, Get if, gobbin if you say, if you say something, is, something is king shit, that's like, you know, it's just like regular uh, internet vernacular. But if you say, like, monarch shit, if you say royal <laughs> shit... <laughs> That just makes you think of like real monarchs, and that it sounds good. bad. <laughs> I did see, I did see some like oh, spicy takes from like leftist Facebook uh-huh. groups, and someone was saying that people should stop calling people queens or kings <laughs> because <laughs> because it was pro monarchy. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, well, that's I, the <laughs> hello, it's me, the language understander is logged on. 
<laughs> I actually prefer people to say, oh, comrade shit, whenever I do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Damn, that is good. Shit. <laughs> well, you say that's praxis, but that's like, that's not doing something great, is it? That's just like doing praxis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just praxis. That's, right. that's just praxis, which is just, you know, something different, probably. And king shit is like. When you, no, really, you know, when, the, you, when you do something, the thing that like matters for the movement is whether you call people royal things or not. I think mm. that's that's the reason why the proletarian has not risen up yet. A mysterious yeah. member of this podcast uh, sh- it should be cancelled because their their name <laughs> is monarchist. Yeah, <laughs> you say you're a Republican, and yet, yet your surname is a monarch. I can't believe we're doxing this mysterious member again. <laughs> I like, they did doxed. it first. Yeah, that's it's just been a really whoever a, they a run of doxing. No one's doxed me yet, but that's okay. I'm undoxable. Undoxable. Charlotte, Charlotte, and she lives in lives at- Wales. Okay. <laughs> Chase, you doxed yourself on our Funko Pop streams constantly. Oh yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> you have to edit yeah. this properly because I did just say your full address. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, that was so. She, she really did say the entire address up to house number, and then almost started saying the social security number. But mm. uh, luckily, mm-hmm. I intervened. So thank you, Anna. You're the only person who I trust. Luckily, yeah. British people don't have social security mm. numbers. <laughs> We have national insurance numbers. I honestly don't, also don't know what my social security number is or if it even matters. It's just... Keeps you, you know. socially secure. Do you mm. not feel socially secure? Honestly, <laughs> just like saying my credit card number and the like funny numbers on the backside is, would be enough. <laughs> that would be a pretty good joke. These days, if, if you hypothetically work in a museum and are hypothetically exposed to coronavirus by, uh, with one of your colleagues, hypothetically... Uh-huh. Um, then absolutely nothing happens, hypothetically. I've heard that, but only mm. hypothetically. Yeah, it's, it's so great to here? be here on this podcast on a Tuesday, um, which is unusual for us. Yeah. Um, it's because I've you know. been having a time. <laughs> this, this comes off after like an interesting <laughs> string of days, because mm-hmm. we had yeah. Controversy Monday yesterday. Yeah, it's always rough controversy Monday, you know. It gets people in a lather about controversial subjects, like yeah. when the butter has a flavor. Um, <laughs> butter has a flavor? What are you talking about? Exactly. No, no, George. Thank you, exactly. George. We, we, start, we started off it the wrong way. George, how would you describe the flavor of caramel for me? <laughs> it's not caramel, uh, it's fudge. <laughs> what does what? fudge taste like, George? Sugary. <laughs> but not, not, not specifically sweet. Sugary. Um, also, there's there's uh, buttery notes in uh-huh. there. Um, uh-huh. There are caramelly notes in there yeah. too. There's like as in caramelized sugar. In, yeah. So so you say it tastes mostly sugary with a caramelly and buttery note. Yes. Interesting. Janusz told That's, me that butter doesn't my... have a flavor, but apart you literally from that, said it tastes yeah. like butter. Listen, Listen, I deliberately avoided butter caramel fudge discourse <laughs> yesterday um just as i have mostly avoided circumcision discourse uh-huh. last week no lucy controversy monday is the only day i feel alive monday, <laughs> on monday and move on uh-huh. to horny tuesday which it is mm-hmm. today okay sorry um oh. yeah i don't really want to rehash controversy monday even though i had a great time because 
again, it's like no longer Monday. So exactly, like now it's funny. Yesterday it wasn't that funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was pretty funny, to be I honest. I was having a, I was having a very funny time. Here's the thing: we're not talking about controversy Monday. We're talking about today, Tuesday, and today is Horny Tuesday, which is interesting because it's I. Not even sure it's that something we need we should talk about on air. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> you know, what happens on, on Horny Tuesday uh, stays on Horny Tuesday, I think. Yeah, like, unless you're listening to this on a Tuesday, it's not relevant for you. Yeah, unless, look, if you're listening on a Tuesday, just like, go and be horny, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, go for it. And- I haven't been very horny today, but I have been gagging a lot. But that was just a coronavirus test. <laughs> I know. When they do the test, it's like, damn, deep throat. Um, uh, you, have to, you, have to, you have to squeeze your thumb in your in your fist. Um, I, that, I tried that. It didn't work. <laughs> that has <laughs> been like, you know, one of those Twitter outrages that really isn't worth your time was like someone posted an article from like some bullshit publication that posted about how the new trend of 2020 is getting off on coronavirus tests fuck um, off i don't that's, think that's a thing Did one sure person do that? i'm sure it's one person's done it but they probably already stick stuff up their nose so yeah um, yeah like that's why i say it's like such a non issue to get mad about that's like it's it's like one of those opinion pieces or like pieces that get published every single day because I think less less opinions. To yeah. be to be a to be a, a columnist, I can't imagine having so much self regard and writing such utter shit as most columnists do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there is good opinion writing, but most of it's terrible. It is pretty bad. <laughs> um, to just not to besmirch the good name of Terry Pratchett, journalism man, but you know why. <laughs> Why? Why? Necessary? I don't know. Although there was that great article about Christy Smith, which um, did make my entire life, so... Was that the, like, journalist who fell in love with Martha Shkreli? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> say, you want, uh, say what you want, but he's a very passionate uh, lover. Well, well, he's not because he's he was not. A in prison and then he broke up with no, her through their lawyers. even fucked. <laughs> If He's you, a passionate oh. lover. He he, managed, he fucked over millions. Oh, hey. hey. If he'd been hot, I would have understood it. Family guy he... humor I've been missing. Should we should we get into this book that mm-hmm. we've read a lot should of? Should we talk about the watch God, this course for for just one second? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, very briefly, if okay. we must. I don't know. They just posted some stuff. They posted Carcer and Wands. Yeah. Mm. Um. Do we have any takes on them? I mean, once no. is a whole new character. Once seems like an entirely new character. Which is fine. They're just using the name. I literally... Yeah. I basically don't care about it, because I think the thing is that all of the reactionary bullshit to it has, like, actually just fully pushed me into, like, whatever they do, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We'll see, you know? I, like, all yeah. trailers are bad. Like, um, it's... It's terrible. I I've had to take time out of my five <laughs> accounts that harass trans people uh, to to start harassing the uh, the makers of the watch even more. Yeah. That's how much I dislike these these these. Uh, that's 
I guess I guess that's the thing we need to address to those who are not in uh, Discord or like don't follow us closely is that we did find out that one of the people who has been replying a lot to the watch uh, also said, oh, I just made this account so I can harass the watch on Twitter. I'm going to make a post about it every single day up to the point it starts airing laughing emoji. And that was the point where I was thinking like some people really need a hobby. It's oh, yeah. like maybe maybe the pandemic has driven us all too online. And in some circumstances, you know, that's pretty good. That's all right. You know, it's fun sometimes, but sometimes it's unhealthy and bad. And you should have a look at what you're doing and be like, huh, why is, am I doing this? Is what I'm doing harassing actors I know nothing about every day on Twitter, no matter what they yes. say or do, ideal. <laughs> is that what you want to be doing? And this person has said yes. Um, mm-hmm. So... <laughs> <laughs> sure you know just just don't do that maybe many's the time that the choice has been paid to people of you know something's happening that, that you don't like that you know isn't actually affecting people in a in, a, in like a bad way it's just something is uh-huh. being done to something that's part of your maybe part of your identity in a small way uh, but it's mostly just something you like to consume uh, uh are you gonna are you gonna like you're gonna let them let them go, or are you gonna smear yourself in your own shit, set yourself on fire, and and like roll around in a town square screaming and crying? And yes, uh, yeah, yeah. I will say I'm one more sure thing because I, I just found out that there seem to be like some advanced reviews up of the watch, but like I guess we just have to um, make our own, make up our own opinions. But I did already find a positive and a negative review, so you know it's. It's whatever. So it could go either way, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we will get there. We will but get before there. Before we can get there, we have something important to do, which is talk about uh, religion some more. And talk about the marketplace of ideas. Funny ancient Greece. <laughs> and also, is it right to murder um, a man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, by leading him into a labyrinth and then abandoning him, mm-hmm. or is this a moral choice that you should you should consider? Um, okay, so small gods part two. That's what we're talking about today. If you hadn't realized by <laughs> by this point, which you know, pretty good book still. I think really good book. This one has just kept getting better. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna agree with all of you and say that it's a really good book. Yeah, I'm glad you're agreeing with me. I like it when you I, I like it when you disagree with me, but I like it when you agree with me as well. I, and I think uh, that's the beauty of friendship that we can really have it both is. ways. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but so... like, look, we agree on the important things, which is Terry Pratchett books, and disagree on mm-hmm. everything else, and that's fine. Yeah, like mm. ethics, morality. <laughs> we have completely opposing viewpoints. Oh, totally. On, like, what if we kill everyone yeah. every single day and you're like, I morally disagree and I'm like, I respect your opinion <laughs> uh, and we can still be friends. <laughs> exactly. That's you're the marketplace like, of ideas, baby. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. You have already like um, engaged George in very dubious labor conditions and I keep saying that I don't think that's right. And you say, yeah. no, you think that's right and we can just agree to disagree. So, Hey, Janusz, I've got a right to work. <laughs> <laughs> right to work uh yeah 
And I think the thing is about that is that, um, you know, we're just part of the same, like, circle of friends. So it'd be really awkward if you, like, objected to my labor malpractice mm-hmm. in a way where it was, like, uncomfortable. But instead of just, like, you, you just sort of gently mention that you think it's wrong. And I'm like, that's okay. This is exactly. easy to ignore. And that's how our friendship works. Hmm. More importantly, Small Gods Part 2. <laughs> Wait, we read a book? We, we well, no, eventually, not yet. yeah. <laughs> we read two-thirds of a book. Oh. We read two-thirds of a book and it took me way longer than normal, even though this is a great book. And even though it's like, a better book than normal. Even though it's a better book than normal. I found For it some very fucking easy. reason, I always think that this book is called Good Omens. Mm-hmm. Like when I want to type in the title to like look up TV tropes or whatever, I always want to type in good omens. And I think it's just because the word good contains all the letters of the word God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Small dogs. Omens, highly possible. Bad gods. Exactly. Wait, bad gods. Good what gods. if it was our friend of the show, Sarah, said, what if it was small gods, like S M O L gods? Like I'm, small gods. I'm, yeah, what I'm a gods? small b- small god whom has anxiety about losing all of my believers due to a calcified <laughs> belief structure, <laughs> in which the the structure sucks away the belief from the people who originally believed in me. Who's the leading me to become god? powerless? Yeah, what if what if uh, Orm was just a small being? Uh-huh. He's just a small bean. Ooh, ooh. he's a precious he a little cinnamon. Vorbis is a little. He's my Vorbis. cinnamon roll, but with an S. Ooh, ooh. Cinnamon with an S. Oh, ooh, cinnamon ooh. roll with an S. I get it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. mm, Look at this picture of a cat on my phone. I look like I'm about to cry when I'm showing it to you. <laughs> I'm a small god. <laughs> <laughs> what if Vorbis was a Tumblr sexy man and there was a bunch of edits with people going, damn, he's hot. Oh my god. Vorbis could literally be. be a sexy man. Like, if Tumblr had found this one instead of, I don't know. Small gods. Omens, I guess. Um, Im- imagine um, Vorbis. We did find but- out. Oh, go on. Imagine Vorbis, but he's played by Banerjit Cumberbatch. <laughs> oh my god. He's shaved his entire head bald. And he's like wearing a robe. Um, people on Tumblr would go nuts in this the year oh. of our Lord twenty twenty. Soon to I mean, be. Vorbis is definitely shredded. Is he? No, he's, he's got to be. Right? He's got to be. He's, he's skinny. Gotta be ripped. Skinny legend. No, shredded. It shredded is like where you're like really muscly, but also kind of like skinny. You know, so you've got like no body fat, but also muscle. Mm. But not like a huge. I think bolt. he's just like skinny. I don't, I, I don't he's know. He's just like a skinny boy. He's like Tumblr sexy men are normally skinny anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I did just look up cause because I remember no that uh, one of our listeners pointed out that uh, Veterinary has a has an entry in tumblrsexyman.fandom.com slash wiki. Oh, hell yeah. This is correct. And mm. I, I <laughs> did just search Terry Pratchett and Veterinary seems to be the only uh, Discord sexy man. So. <laughs> he does make a good oh. sexy man. Um, I've got to say... Tumblr Sexypedia. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no, no vimes on Tumblr Sexypedia. That's He's sad. not the right one. Pull one know. out for the short kings He's of not, the world. Yeah. It's not like evil God, I think we'll have in the to, right way. We might have to go through... We might have to go through the uh, veterinary wiki at a different point. But like some of the entries for him is Dilf. Yeah. Um, John no, Locke. That's true. Yeah. John John, John Locked. Locked. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, I like John, uh, what's his name, and Sherlock. Yeah. 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 Distinctive voice, dominating, mysterious, intelligence, power, pale twink slash well-dressed. Yes. <laughs> God, have a cold shower and go for a run. No. This is no, this Tuesday, good baby. Um, okay, now I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what happens in this book because okay. you don't know the second half, the second um, third, the second third. Yeah. So where we left off, they were on the boat heading to a Phoebe. They shot a porpoise. Um, this is why I wanted to read on a bit more to for that first third, but it's fine. Um, so <laughs> the numbers so, are right. Yeah, I know it's about. Okay. Um, so when they're on the boat, they um, because they shot the porpoise, the queen of the sea is angry and she tries to destroy the boat in a storm. But Om, because he's a god, is able to like bargain with her and says that he will pay a price at a later date. But right now, uh, can she let them go? Which is good because the other seamen are about to uh, throw Brutha over the side as like a Jonah thing, which wouldn't have been great for him. <laughs> uh, but luckily, uh, the sea calms and. Um, it's all it's all good, and the rest of the sailors are like, "Damn, this guy is holy in some way because he made the sea go calm." Um, Vorbis gets the captain to give him a mirror to signal um, some people somewhere. We're not quite sure what's happening yet, but there's like a mirror in the desert that's communicating with them. Um, they head to a Phoebe. When they get there, there's a big like convex mirror in a tower. Um, which burns boats far away, like the one they tried to build in Greece that didn't work in real life, um, <laughs> uh, which they've been using to destroy the Omnian fleet who have been here for some reason. Um, they go in, they look around, there's gods, you know, it's a Phoebe, we've been here before. Mm -hmm. um, there's philosophers, they're doing philosophy, they're in barrels, they're having euphoric moments in, in bathtubs and having ideas. Mm. Um they head to the tyrant's palace, which is through a scary labyrinth. And the labyrinth is so difficult that there's six different guides at different points in the labyrinth. And um, it's full of traps and it's basically impossible to go through on your own. Um, unfortunately for the tyrant and everyone, Brutha has a perfect memory and he knows exactly how to get through the labyrinth all the time. Oof. Um, such an interesting character trait to give him. I mean, we'll talk about that later, but... Um, mm. <laughs> Yeah, which is why he's useful, I guess. Um, so he, they go to the tyrant's palace. Um, they have chats, basically, uh, with the tyrant, where they're like, uh, you killed our guy. He's like, no, I didn't. We just threw some vegetables at him, the missionary guy, um, which is like interesting. And he's like, you burnt our fleet. And he's like, you sent a fleet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of not cool. Um, so they, they're basically meant to be having peace talks, but the tyrants brought them here to sign a peace treaty, because he's like, I don't want to do this, particularly. Vorbis goes back to his room to stew and whatever, and tells Brutha to go looking around, so Brutha goes, and he talks to some philosophers at the pub. Um, he, they talk about gods, and they don't believe in gods, although the gods are real, but they don't believe in them, because they're scientists. But they also, um, kind of, they do, though. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, Om decides to go looking for people who know about gods. So he finds the um, philosopher Didactylus and his assistant, uh, Urn, spelled U-R-N. Very good joke. Um, and uh, What is the joke? They're, they're well, it's like Urn, like Ernie. It's like a sort of like engineer's name. 
E-R-N, but it's urn is in like a Greek urn. So it's U-R-N. It's good. Um, Interesting. It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, it um, recalls the oldest and worst British joke of all time, which is how much uh-huh. is a Grecian urn? And the answer is, I'm too polite to ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. It's very yeah. good. It's very good. Mm. I did uh, I did get that, that it's like comedy. an urn. I just didn't understand that it's like a real name. <laughs> I didn't understand oh. that part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're initially going to eat Om because he's a, they can't talk to him and he's a tortoise. But um, good, he starts good doing... On a, on a tortoise. Good, good eating on one of those things. Yeah, they, <laughs> they keep saying that. Uh, but he starts drawing geometrical shapes with his tail um, until he can't get a dodecahedron right and they're very disappointed. <laughs> Although he informs them through Brutha, who manages to find him, that in fact he's just doing it so they can get better odds the next day um, betting on his geometry. We heard earlier, I didn't mention it, but when we are on the boat um, about Om's creation, which was he was a small god in the desert and then he was just like a voice. And one day a shepherd came and... Um, like lost his sheep and he managed to first lead the sheep away a bit further and then help him find the sheep and then like sent him dreams while he was asleep and that was the foundation of his religion and of omnianism um i'm trying to think if there's any real world religions that have like shepherd metaphors but i'm struggling <laughs> no none <laughs> yeah no the, they the talk thing about is, killing a local Lucy, god the thing that you're forgetting here is that there's no <laughs> real world religions Oh yeah, no, you're right. Ooh, Thanks, Mister Dawkins. Destroyed. <laughs> yeah, they they talk about like how he they destroyed like another local god that was like maybe a spider god or something, but it was like a competition between gods. Mm. And that there's like a, a brief aside where they're like, it would have been different if it had been a goat herd because goats, uh, you know, you drive goats, but sheep need to be led. Um, which, wake up, okay. sheeple! Wake up, sheeple! <laughs> Um, that joke kind of like anyway. that, that was the one bit where I was like, "What? <laughs> Are you doing a sheeple joke at me, Terry?" He was. I think he, he might have been saying that the religion would have been different in character rather than they wouldn't have existed. Oh no! Yeah, he is. No, 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 no is, yeah, yeah. I just understood it in a way as uh, the religion is the religion is bad if you're sheep or whatever. I don't know. But I think he says that all people are goats. No, he's, say, he's saying that the, the religion is characterised by who created it, and mm-hmm. that the reason everyone in Omnianism is so like easily led is partly because the religion is based on like a sheep herder, um, um, which is repressive kind of being and, like, and like overbearing. Being like eh, Christianity is shepherding, you get it? Um, <laughs> Interesting. These vicars yeah, did give anyway, very long sermons. They did. Um, <laughs> they managed to. They talked to. Um, Didactus and Urn and they go into the library and it's this huge library and Bruce is like damn all these books I can't even read <laughs> um, <laughs> but they manage to give him like he claims to be a scribe but they don't believe him he holds yeah, the school himbo. upside down <laughs> I don't think he's strong <laughs> no he's he's pudgy okay yeah. he's, he's just like he's just like clumsy he has um, my body shape at the moment <laughs> <laughs> He, yeah, they uh, they find a like a scroll on the gods which Om reads, and it it talks about how like sometimes you can build up like a structure of, um, of like religious stuff, so like rites and meanings and people in charge, and then and like churches, and then in the end the god himself dies in the middle, and no one notices because the structure is too big. 
weirdly Calvinist like, or something. <laughs> yeah. It's coming for Catholicism. Until the god dies and this may not be noticed, which is a line that I remember all the time for some reason. I don't know why. It's stuck in my brain. Anyway, Vorbis is like, take me through the labyrinth. Please. <laughs> and um, Ruth is like, because Ruth has been like going through some brain changes. Um, Om says he's beginning to look like a prophet or like his mind's beginning to look like a prophet. He's beginning to think for himself a bit and have like opinions, but he's not quite there yet. So he leads Vorbis through the labyrinth and he's like, I could kill him, but he doesn't. Um, he's like too afraid of Vorbis even... Even if he dies, he's like, I will probably be destroyed. I mean, I think um, he's also afraid of... I mean, we can get into it later, but I think he's also just yeah. afraid of taking um, He life. signals to some people... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he doesn't want to murder, obviously. <laughs> um, that would be a sin. And um, he's a good boy. I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sometimes you should kill the position <laughs> guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know that you, Chaz, love killing more than anything. I do. I love to murder. Uh, which it's I disagree just... with, but it's fine. She's it's killing fine. me in the content mines. <laughs> <laughs> Only a bit a day. Milking um, George for all he's worth. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Mastitis. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... So that he, he goes into the desert and he, like, signals to, um, like, let troops in, I think. Um, and we're informed that even though people can't cross the desert, you could get like an army a part of the way over and leave some water and then get another one like to there and then a bit further and leave some water and then do it like incrementally, which leads to a lot of deaths and takes a long time, but you can do it. And it takes so long that actually Vorbis has been um, doing it since before he even sent a missionary to Phoebe. <laughs> which King shit. Literally. You know... You could yeah. say something about missionary work actually just being like a strain of colonialism. Hmm. Um, no. no, they're, they're just being cool. nice. They're being nice. Listen, okay. I know so many people from my school who went on to do really good missionary stuff uh-huh. in, um, somewhere in Africa. Um, and, you know, they had a great time. Yeah, yeah so they did a lot of great the work. Famously unproblematic comic of Tintin in Congo. oh i love that comic i think there is interesting stuff here about um some religion and sort of interplay between religion and colonialism um pretty pretty good and um yeah so the army comes and starts like destroying phoebe and he goes to the tyrant and is like actually i was never gonna sign your peace treaty i was always gonna you know destroy you he says you've just been pranked by the prank patrol yeah, yeah. Vorbis uh, pa- paints paints some Joker makeup on and goes, oh, "I'm the Joker, baby." <laughs> yeah, he says he does I'm, do I'm that. Joker. You want to know how um, I got these black eyes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet <laughs> Remember a popular Batman character? <laughs> there's there's some stuff where Brutha meets a slave. Um, in a Phoebe and the slave is like it sucks being a slave I'm a slave um I'll be free eventually and I'm allowed to run away and I get some time off but um yeah I only have have to work six days a week yeah and then Bruce is like okay damn (laughs) Bruce is like when you're free when you're free you get no time off and he's like damn maybe I'll stay a slave yeah (laughs) 
the slave also said um, something about how once I stop being a slave, I can finally own my own slaves. So that's cool. <laughs> Makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> does make um, you think. This does not uh, relate in any way to like Chaz and George's working relationship. Don't read anything <laughs> into no. it. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own my own content mine one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy some buy-to-let houses. Yeah, it'll be so worth it. Um, Anyone want a new build? £900 a month. Don't worry, it only leaks a little. Um, <laughs> it's only yeah, built on a few sewage tips. <laughs> Ruth is like, uh, and Vorbis is like, well, we have no word for slave in um, in Omnia. And the tyrant's like, yes, I imagine fish have no word for water. And it's damn extremely damn. epic rap battles of history Ooh. dropping the mic. Makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, tyrant guy rules. <laughs> this is laconic well, moment, am I right? Uh huh. He's also an elected tyrant. They elect one every now and again. Um, well, I mean, have you ever is... wondered why the British don't have a word for colonialism? <laughs> <laughs> Here we do. It's called um, uh, having a good time uh, and pork <laughs> on Just being normal, um, having a ha- hanging out with some dudes. Being English. Um, <laughs> These you days. know, these days, if you say <laughs> so, you're English, people will think you're saying you're a colonialist and then they'll throw you in jail. Um, which is real. <laughs> I. <laughs> Lacey, please don't say English. That's a slur. It, it, the correct term is Saison Mochin. <laughs> that's in- English pigs for anyone. Uh, <laughs> Saxon pigs for anyone who doesn't speak Welsh. Which is like Would none of our me? listeners. They are. <laughs> Including me. <laughs> I don't know. We've got some Welsh people in here that they might know that one. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, so. Let <laughs> me <laughs> just recap. They overthrow, they overthrow the city and he tells Bretha to go burn the library. Um, and Bretha's like, uh, yes, I will do that. I am fine with all of this. I love the glorious Omnian Empire. So he, he goes to the library um, with Sergeant Simony, who's one of the soldiers, and he's like, I'm going to kill the priest. I love the turn... Oh, I forgot about the Didactylus bit. Um, so Didactylus is revealed to be the person who wrote Dicilonian Mobile, which is the thing about the um, disc being on the back of a turtle with elephants, etc. And Vorbis gets him in front of him and is like did you write this and he's like mm, yeah but you know it can be whatever i don't care <laughs> what do you want it to be do you want it to be a globe or like a like a big globe like a small globe what, what do you want and then he um he throws his lantern at him and goes like nevertheless the turtle moves and then runs away because he's he's cool and he's a scamp um and he's like damn i love to stand up to oppression <laughs> which is um <laughs> Why Volbis tells Ruth to burn the library. Um, but yeah, Sergeant Simony is like, I will kill the priest and we will go start a movement um, in Ankhmore Pork. I will protect you. And he's like, damn, didn't even realize I was in danger this morning. Um, <laughs> uh, and Ruth is like, no, I'm on your side. Um, I will help you save the library with my glorious memory. And so he just, he like looks at all the um, scrolls. So he can like, he can't write, but he can like reproduce whatever the symbols are. So he's just like sticking scrolls in front of his brain for ages and ages um, until they can do as like as much as possible, and then they escape through like a trapdoor. Um, and Didactylus burns the library because he's like, you know, I wanted to do it. Some men just want to watch um, the world burn. Yeah, and they they escape on um, Ern's like uh, steam powered boat, which he's invented, which is very fun. 
but also like um it keeps getting clogged up with salt because he didn't think about like salt water when he made it um sergeant simon is like damn you could put like guns on this you could put it in battle on like wheels and you could like go kill people with it and ends like you could use it to to mill grain um <laughs> you could do something not destructive with it <laughs> simon is a zealot and he's like i He's like a he's a zealot atheist, and Om likes him because he's so mad, and he's like, "Damn, it's almost as good as having a believer," because he's so mad about it. And then it's like, what role would you fulfill in the co- in the uh, in the communist commune? And um, they're all like, um, "I would build the gunboats," and he's like, "I'm not sure about that one, chief." <laughs> what if what if instead of conquering everyone in the name of our god we conquered everyone in the name of not having a god <laughs> that'd be yeah. cool that would be better yeah he's like i'm gonna i like to do murder but like in a normal way for non-god reasons um yeah which is basically your opinion so i i bet yeah, you really related me. with this guy <laughs> i do i was like damn that's that's me though and they're gonna go to angmorfork and be safe but then breath is like yeah vorbis admitted to me that actually he killed um, Brother Marduk, who was the missionary, and actually he just like made it seem like he'd been killed in order to give people a reason to go to war, and he had, had all this thing about like truth and whether a truth is like the useful truth or the not useful truth. Um, and Simon is like, wow, could you tell people that? And he's like, I, I guess. He's like, well, we should go to Omnia and put him on trial. Wouldn't that be like fucking wild? And I'm like, please, can, please, can we not do that? Can we go to Angmorpork? I could probably, I could probably get believers there. Yeah, you can usurp a god, but you can't usurp yourself. Um, Makes you think. But before they really get the choice, they sort of stall in the middle of the water, and then a storm suddenly happens because the storm gods decided Sea Queen has decided to take what she was owed, which is them in the boat. Um, but she tells Om that she will like she'll leave Brutha, she'll just kill the others. Um, so. Uh, Om tells Brutha to jump out of the boat, which he does, and then they are struck by lightning. But also Vorbis is chasing them in another boat, um, and she takes that boat as well, because, you know, she just she's not very intelligent, apparently. She's very stupid. And she's just like, I love to kill people, and I like lives. I don't really care who. I love a girl with a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> the sea is a cruel she's, mistress. She sounds great. The sea she's is cruel, an incredibly... Very, she's very a, stupid. The sea is a girl boss. <laughs> she's, she's a bimbo. <laughs> See, it's a good boss. Rise and grind, um, girls. You can drown some fishermen today. Uh-huh. They'll never even find their boat. It's cool. So the, the the all of them in the in that boat die, but they go on to sail into the afterlife and like have have adventures in the in the afterlife, and they're like ghost dolphins, and it's sick. It's pr- it's pretty cool. Forbes is alive because you know that's how it's got to be. Um. Meanwhile, Brutha wakes up on, on a beach, and he's still alive. Um, and that's sort of where we are in the book at this point. Lots of stuff. Hey, yeah. Can I just say before we get into more substantial things, uh, dead sailors <laughs> eternally sailing the, the sandy sea of the afterlife. It's pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> searching I for, it's a good searching for a sexy, a sexy afterlife in, in the, in the uh, endless desert. <laughs> you say... Oh, before we go into anything more substantial, as if that's not an incredibly su- substantial thing to say, which I think it is. Look, they're horny. Mm-hmm. They want they want to fuck in the afterlife, so they're trying so to find the good I. afterlife where they can fuck. Oh, hell yeah. 
<laughs> Look, it's still, there's still an hour left of Horny Tuesday 2 for you, so... Yeah, yeah, we're going. Might as well. I was also thinking really hard uh, how to make a a, a jacking off joke about like usurping yourself, but (laughs) didn't quite get there. (laughs) Um, pretty good. I, if I was to say to you Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, that this book was one star, lame, naive, political drivel. (laughs) No thanks. Uh-huh. Okay. Patrick Rothfuss. No thanks. <laughs> uh-huh. what, would you, would... what would you have to say to me if I said it was political I'd, drivel? I'd say, <laughs> I'd say, what does what does that constitute? <laughs> what makes it political drivel? Do you want no politics? Are you the fabled no conflict in my book, please, uh, people? <laughs> Uh, Are you in fact a good re- a good reader? <laughs> I go I go to my C of E church every Sunday. Uh, I'm the only person there, <laughs> and the vicar is like, do, "Do you really want me to do this thing?" And I'm like, "Yes," because Terry Pratchett was mildly epic atheist in a book once, and I hated that. It was drivel. I saw no meaning uh, because it, it was ostensibly critical of religion. I can He's read. not even not really even atheist in this Politics. book. Like, it's this, not really, no. The gods are real in this book. Like It's the opposite of atheist. Uh-huh. You, you might say it's blasphemous, but like he doesn't say God isn't real. Uh-huh. I think a book can have yeah. atheistic messages while including gods that are real within the storyline. Okay. No, I don't so... think so. Like At the end of fucking... Uh, what's that fantasy book? The Golden Compass. The uh, his dark mm-hmm. materials. At the end of his dark mm. materials, where, uh, materials where they like literally kill God. I yeah. I think that's that's still not an not an atheist message because like you know God is there. He's just evil. Do well, you not think no, any I've... book that like discusses racism is inherently <laughs> racist? <laughs> I think even, even mentioning racism, that you're the one who brought it up. <laughs> okay. So therefore, you're oh, the yeah, racist. No, sh- okay. I'm. So <laughs> I know we've discussed that point that I just made organically by myself, but I'd like to say another <laughs> organic opinion that I've had from not reading any website. Um, okay. Which is one star. I dislike this book so much that I could not finish it. Made me think of nerdy guys I knew in middle school. If I remember, there were nearly zero female characters. Okay, well, there's like oh, three characters yeah. in this book. What? There's, yeah, there's the and sea one of god. God is a tortoise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a male tortoise. No, look, I already well, stopped. Like, Possibly. I gave up the male <laughs> feminist thing. Male feminism is over for me, uh, so I can just mm-hmm. say I I hate it when there's women characters in books. <laughs> Makes me mad. <laughs> Nothing makes me madder than a woman being in a book. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> Women? What? What's the, what's the point? Couldn't you just Every time be a man? <laughs> I see a, I see a Okay. <laughs> so what you're espousing is to trans every character in the <laughs> Yeah, <book>. absolutely. <laughs> Only trans it's not men. That they're in not the book. there. It's just yeah, okay. <laughs> Just loads, just I'm loads of lo- lovely trans dudes hanging out, having a good time on a big turtle world. That, that sounds, sounds great. Good. Yeah, I do. I just can't imagine reading this book and 
and genuinely, all 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 irony dropped. As okay. a self-proclaimed feminist, like actually, I can't imagine reading this book and being like, not enough female characters. Like <laughs> are you joking? <laughs> like that's not the point. Yeah, I think like not enough female characters can be a valid criticism, but like for for I mean, this the, story, does it matter? I think it depends on the story yeah. that you're telling, you know. Well, here's the thing. I think you can criticize something like um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. for not having enough female characters because it has, say, I, I don't know, what, 30 films at this point, and mm-hmm. one of them has a female lead, and and the other ones have mm-hmm. sort of, oh, she's sexy and she's skinny, etc. Yeah. Terry Pratchett books, That's up to this point, have had a wealth of female characters who, in my opinion, are really well-fleshed-out characters, very individual, absolutely ugly most of the time, (laughs) which is so refreshing. I love to see it. Um, They're, like, fat, and they're individual, and they're old, and they're great. And I just... to, to Milf City. To suddenly be like, this book doesn't have any female characters. I'm like, well... Mm. It's just wild to say that about a book that is like clearly a religious metaphor. Yeah, it like, just it just has interesting other to think going about. On. But it's it's that like fucking TV trope, cinema sins, whatever type of internet cr- Goodreads, I guess, of internet criticism of stuff is that thing is good if it fills a checklist of things. Yeah, yeah. which it's tick boxing. Well, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like people who interpret the Bechtel test as a set of rules rather than maybe something you'd want to think about. To, to think mm, about and to, to use... And, and like also interpreting the Bechtel test purely as, oh, this, this movie has two women talk to each other about something other than a guy. It's like it's much more than that because of context. <laughs> like, I to, to look at this book and be like, oh, I, yeah, I'm seeing the deep meanings about religion, I'm seeing all the discussions and stuff, and, and then drawing away from it and saying, well, where are the women, though? I'm just like... There's... Well, I think books are about a thing, right? Yeah. Like, the, the Bechdel at? test was just like a thing being like, wow, isn't it interesting how few films are like this? Not like, I'm going to watch A Razor Head. Uh-huh. <laughs> And be like, this is a bad movie because the women don't go and talk about something other than a man in it. My even though there's like four lines yeah. of dialogue. Chaz, Chaz, I'm going to call you a misogynist right now because your favourite movie, My Dinner with Andre, is about two guys. Okay. <laughs> that is true. It's just true. dudes being guys. What do, you, what do you care, Lucy? It's just and men. Aren't men allowed to have platonic friendships anymore? Like... Look, Eraserhead might be a movie that is like kind of textually or subtextually about how women are scary but also hot but you want them but you're (laughs) also scared of them (laughs) yeah you want to have sex with them but you're afraid of them but that's like what it's about you know it's not like yeah it's not doing it as like a a, a thing that it's done by accident you know it's not like accidentally forgot to have women characters no it just purposefully tries being misogynistic which is fine I'm, I'm on board with that (laughs) <laughs> of course you are yeah i think it's it's about fear you know it's yeah. about someone's fears which i think is sort of it makes sense but anyway we're not talking about Razorhead. we're talking about yeah we're talking about small venom. gods <laughs> we're talking about, about the, godfather part, oh. the other one 
Um, uh, this is a very, this was very good. <laughs> okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> I just, I'm just disappointed that I couldn't make her, but wouldn't it be more epic if Vorbis was a girl boss? But <laughs> we already moved kind of... past the point where that joke would have been organically good. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, the point of the book is that it's about like a, a male patriarchal religion uh-huh. anyway like that's the point it is kind of textually i mean the thing is yeah. that's another he thing. textually says that if his grandma was a man they would have had their prophet uh-huh. earlier but she can't be because she's a woman that's like a thing it's but there you really go there you have a great have woman character that is a really good point uh-huh. in the fact that this is meant to be and many of the other goodreads reviews are like oh this is a send-up of religion unsubscribed um <laughs> yeah. But the, you know, it's like it, it blatantly. It's literally is called small talking gats. about the the Catholic Church as, I mean, not the Catholic Church, but the Catholic Church as like a hierarchical structure, which is entirely male. So, of course, it's gonna be about guys. It's gonna be about I for dudes. one. I, for one, can't wait for the first lady pope to cover up institutional child sexual abuse. It will be a victory for women everywhere. Yeah, what I hate about the young pope and its sequel, the new pope, is that the pope isn't a girl boss. (laughs) He is very sexy, which is something that women are. So he's kind 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 of like a woman in that respect. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the young Pope is woman coded. This is like what Ash said about how Dean Winchester is woman coded because he's hysterical. Um. <laughs> well, I need to finish the new Pope. Yeah, so, anyways, more gods. I, more gods. I like all these Phoebe scenes. I think it's fun to have it um, from, like, Bruther's perspective and for him to be like, damn. It's different here. It's it's like not perfect, and it's not like a perfect society. But he's like, people get to have fun here, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wow, you guys are allowed to eat like fruit unless you're a woman. Yeah, there's so many funny ideas in here about like um, they get given like fruit, and Warbus is like, this is a deliberate insult because we're not. It's a feast. It's like a fasting day, and Om's like, no, I'm saying it's bread, so we can eat enough. <laughs> I had was like I'm hungry. <laughs> I mean, that's just like what the priests used to do with like um, they said that barnacle geese were actually fish, so that they were allowed to eat them, even though they're birds. Mm. They grew from the goose barnacles that you get wash yeah. up on shore sometimes. Yeah, so you know, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they also beavers were fish, I think, because they live in yeah. the water. I've watched so many documentaries about beavers in this past week. They're amazing animals. <laughs> Sorry, coming on. How did you end up watching so many documentaries about beavers? Well, because my brother... They're not all about the animal, if you know what I mean. Because <laughs> 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 my brother and his girlfriend huh. were like, do you... How much do you know about beavers? And Houston. I was like, well, what kind of beaver are we talking about? And then they were both like, you know, the animal. And I was like, yeah, what kind of beaver are we talking about? Hey. And then they made me... Hey. They made me watch a bunch of documentaries about beavers. And... The, what incredible animals! <laughs> Can you tell me some cool beaver facts? Um, you know how I... their tail is flat. Yeah. They use it to pat down the mud in their dams. Um, Hell yeah, also, that's pretty cool. Um, got a fucking trowel for a. Let's tail. do it. Let's do it. There's a there's a classic improv game that is called Five Things, and it goes like this. 
one one person needs to say mm -hmm. five things and the others the others say five things one and then you say the five same things so this was one let's have five beaver facts oh fuck okay um they have giant big teeth and the thing is they can get through like a tree right really really quick and then once the tree is gone they'll, they'll pick it up they'll pick up the bit they've cut off and then they'll take it into their little um dammed lake you know that they've dammed off and they'll bury it in the sand and then they'll eat those leaves in the in the winter because the tree stays all nice and cool under the water and dam. doesn't rot pretty good <laughs> mm. pretty good I've been to where they anyway, are in Devon, and they, get, they fucking go through a tree. It's amazing. They're the tree, like very scarily chompy. I'm take trying to remember if I've ever seen a beaver like in in the free. I don't. Um, where would they even find the one? <laughs> um, they live in Europe. I'm um, in in a in a dam, I guess. Yeah, they, they, they live in Europe. I don't know if they live in. Germany, they probably do. They're being reintroduced into the UK at the moment because they they mm. like if you bring beavers into an environment, the wildlife in the entire area like skyrockets. Mm. That's my third beaver Turns fact. Pretty Turns good. Out if you destroy if you destroy environments, they're not so good. <laughs> and then when you're like, oh, what if we put mm. part of the environment back in? It gets better. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's very good. Yeah, uh, let's just you know if you remember any more beaver facts and I'll just want to tell in. us two more, just just sprinkle them in. Yeah. They can walk on their hind legs. Four. <laughs> God, so can I. Um, uh, what makes them so special? Yeah. Um, True. I don't get documentaries about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm I, I'm gonna like do the next hit um, documentary where I just like put a camera in your room where you have to like provide the content for the content mines. And it's just going to be like an honest mm. conversation about like, because I'm also going to interview Chaz and like, you know, some of the other uh -huh. people who also provide you the content. And it's just going to be like an honest, raw look at a content producer's uh, working conditions without, you know, picking any sides, without saying which is the, which is the good side or bad side. I'm just going to let the viewers yeah, decide. Mm. They'll, they'll say I'm right. Um, but, you know, I respect I respect their opinions. Um, small gods. Small gods. I'm a small god. I had a thought about a Phoebe. That yes. I think I think a Phoebe um, is how all those people who talk about the glorious the glorious traditions of Western civilization arising in <laughs> yeah. Greece think Greece actually was. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think they do. That's they do a good have angle. Point. I have not thought. Loads about of that. White Houses. Uh, there were loads of philosophers. It was cool. They had democracy. The end. <laughs> Bye. They had slaves, but they had fair working conditions. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's like they did say that like you can't you can't like vote in a Phoebe if you're a woman or dumb or stupid or a slave or a frivolous or like. You know, yeah, Terry Pratchett yeah, absolutely gets that ancient yeah. Greece was like <laughs> <laughs> far from a perfect civilization. But I'm saying like the sort of I don't know. They think it's these sort of distilled cultural, um, yeah. cultural accepted, but like accepted ideas and cliches about ancient Greece yeah. that are sort of parroted by people to talk about how good Western civilization is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. Like that, and how it all comes from there. 
because you know everyone was democratic in ancient Greece, yeah. and that's why yeah. we're democratic now. <laughs> I'm a materialist. Everyone was also <laughs> straight in ancient Greece. <laughs> yeah, classic. Just, well, it's called a Phoebe. It's just me and my young male charge who yeah. I'm teaching how to uh, be a warrior. Mm-hmm. No, no, no funny stuff. I, I think about the Assassin's Creed controversy it. a lot, where they were like. Oh my god. <laughs> they were like, you know, you can't put like gay romance options in your game based on ancient Greece. And then someone like went deeper, like digged deeper in and said that you know, ancient B- Greece uh, had Christian values very highly. Uh. <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, it didn't exist at that point. <laughs> I mean, it just it did. They were very traditional and Christian. They were very conservative. Late classical and post classical Greece did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm. Uh-huh. I'm. The thing is, to be like Greece is gay is to willfully misunderstand how they viewed sexuality and the relationships that they did have. I. I just think it's very interesting how we label things that happened in the past. Um, yeah, it's not worth getting homosexuality. Into now. That's a much yeah. Longer I mean, discussion. like you know, Foucault it's says Foucault that yeah. uh, homosexuality wasn't invented until the nineteenth century because that's where it became an identity, and before well, it was just a thing people mm. did. Yeah, well, he's right. <laughs> he's right, and and yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people think of sodomy being punished in the Middle Ages, and it. It was, and gay people were punished for, well, gay, what we would think of as gay people uh, were punished uh, for having same-sex relations, but it was because it was um, non-procreative sex. Mm. And that was outlawed mm. by the Bible. Yeah. And but that's why I love... Fuck, what was I going to say? What were we talking about? Sodomy? Greece. Sodomy, Greece, <laughs> sexuality, fucking... Christianity and Greece. Beavers? Which, I had by the a way, point are the about... largest rodents on earth. I had a point and it uh. immediately left my brain. What up? We're th- three cool hoplites looking for some young cool hoplites who want to hang out in our party store. <laughs> Nothing sexual. <laughs> dudes and... Dudes <laughs> <laughs> young, ma- young Young dudes of the aristocracy in good shape and courage. Oh yeah, I was going to talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because they did that thing in like season six where they just decided to make the church is homophobic like a big they decided to be like oh thing. homophobia is real yeah which it is real but they did it like in a way as uh, homosexuality in a medieval society is historical accuracy because you know that the church today is mean about homosexuality so obviously like historically medieval churches also like tortured gay people yeah they had the same idea of what mm. it was <laughs> like i think well, aren't, well like a lot of the modern sodomy laws in like m- historically speaking modern um is in 18th and 19th century yeah 19th and 20th century a lot of them were, were made in the 19th century weren't they yeah exactly As a reaction yeah, like- to perceived moral decline the, the same way yeah. you like say that homosexuality is an identity was born in the 19th century the same way homophobia was also born because you know it one cannot be. exist without the other yeah one. well i mean mm. homosexuality could exist without homophobia but of course <laughs> no, I'm, not yeah. I'm not saying <laughs> well damn are we getting hegelian about homosexuality <laughs> this, this is just like harry potter homosexuality <laughs> um, can't exist without supernatural so 
Jot that down. That's true. <laughs> homophobia can't exist without supernatural to like to fuel it. Yeah. Homosexuality um, plus ho- no homophobia plus homosexuality equals gay rights. <laughs> if you have like anti I have never like, read any Hegel. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the same way as like men are just as just as oppressed as women, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're oppressed. By women. Yeah, and, and these days, the, the real racists are the people who call you racist. So <laughs> that's also true. Help! I'm being I'm being oppressed by women. <laughs> my girlfriend went to unlock my cock cage. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we this know, I am oppressing. I could be said to be oppressing George by making him work for the content Let's not <laughs> jump. That too, obviously. Let's not jump oh, to sure. conclusions before I finish my that's, documentary that's about I, it. Because I, I do want the documentary to uh, become a hit. And if like content. George establishes himself as like, you know, if he frees himself from uh, from working <laughs> under alleged unfair conditions being caged by you. If if he does that uh, before my documentary and real. Uh, becomes a hit, then it's like you know nobody will watch my doc because he's already mm. out. So it needs to be like it needs to have the shock value where people will see and and be like, damn, George really lives like that. <laughs> Cringe. Yeah. It's like the well, same way to, like, as build, fucking really build a serial to save George. Uh, the podcast reopened the murder case or whatever. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that was ethical. <laughs> That's what Cream I'm trying to achieve crime. here. The same way as Connie yeah. 2000. <laughs> Small guy. very successful and normal campaign. Should we start a podcast where Small we ring gods. up the families of murder victims and, okay. and, and just ask them like un- unprompted, really, really invasive questions? That'd be fun. <laughs> I think so. I think it's true crime. Very it's all successful. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. I, like, hey. I think we would literally reinvent the podcast formula. Like, People, people were gonna mm-hmm. were gonna start writing about us in the New York Times about how um, podcasts were just, just you know, some nerdy entertainment that a few hundred people listen to. But then, who watches the watch happened? Uh huh. I redefined the genre. Now, podcasting is all about um, saving people from labor conditions <laughs> and also harassing murder victims as families at the same time, which no other podcast has ever attempted. Um, I do like the FEB bits gods. a lot in this book. I think they're very funny. Like This is like Terry's third yeah. attempt at FEB, I think, at this point. Yes. Yeah. And I the last get, one was yeah, Eric. Getting better. Oh, it wait, keeps well, getting better. Like Eric was already so much better than Pyramid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this one this... is like... I, I, this is very hard to believe, I know, listeners. Um, this might be a controversial th- take, but I think this book is even a little bit better than Eric. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe. A high bar. I mean, but it doesn't have the classic character of <laughs> Eric, so... Yeah. Sure. It doesn't have, like, Bible crossed out small gods as the title. <laughs> <laughs> But it would be great if it did. Every time it says the Inquisition, it's crossed out the Spanish (laughs) in front of it. um, So that you know, but you don't know. Mm -hmm. But you don't know. Um, Yeah, I think um, like the Phoebe sections in this, they do remind me in some ways of the pyramids one in that it's like fish out of water enters a Phoebe and is like, huh, and there's full of philosophers and they all talk a lot. 
But in, in this, it's a lot more integrated because it's less just randomly being there for a few scenes mm-hmm. and it's more like they're there for a purpose. Well, then yeah, it's in, not just a joke um, about ancient Greece. Yeah, in Pyramids, it's like, yeah. isn't it funny that this guy's called Pythagoras or Pythagoram or whatever? And in this yeah. one, it is very funny. It is funny, but <laughs> in this one, it's like, here are some characters with a purpose. Lucy, if you love that, you're going to love that there was an actual dude called Pythagoras <laughs> naming, your, naming your kid after yeah. some fucking maths. Weird. Now that's awkward. I can't believe they made um, that thing from pyramids a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> this this is my child Cartesian, am I right? Ooh. Um, uh, <laughs> no. God. Speaking of Cartesian, uh-huh. we we are therefore we am is an incredible joke. We are therefore we am. Oh, oh yes, therefore I am. Oh yes, therefore I am. <laughs> He's like trying to figure it out. I like because we've got all these philosophers and then we got Didactylus who's just like um, has a completely different style of philosophy which is just like aphorism. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's good. Being like, you know, it's a funny old world, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's just like some some like entertaining old bloke down the pub. In my he's like opinion, having, like, having a good time. In my opinion, he's closest to the truth. <laughs> it's a funny yes. old world, isn't <laughs> I mean, it? It's much more relatable and correct than it's I, almost I as if I is. It's almost as if Didactylos well, was that's... like the Terry Pratchett stand-in in this situation. Mm, weird. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> Can author yeah, just like do that? Guy. Can author just like create a character that will say what they, as the author, think? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, um, cool. like, he talks like the Terry Pratchett. Unrelated. I've never. He read talks a like Stephen the Pratchett Fender. narration. <laughs> <laughs> I would never like write a character who will then like say that the other character that I wrote is hot. Like <laughs> canceling Stephen yeah. King because he's he's a monarchist because of his name. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bringing it back. That's comedy, apparently. <laughs> it is. What about yeah, Stephen King? Yeah. Pull back. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never went um, to no school. I, I do like um, the sort of didactylist's like weird aphorisms that they like get paid to do. And then it's got um, uh, who's an engineer and he wants to, you know, harness the lightning and do engineering stuff. Which is funny how these characters keep cropping up, which are ones who want to like invent things. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Normally young men. Good thing, yeah. good thing that this is a fantasy series and there's no technology uh, of any kind. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, everyone's just got like um, hay ricks, and that's about it. It does end with like a Phoebe being like invaded by Omnia, which we we're told that they've done like in multiple other places mm. um, because they're just like they're they are like a colonial force that tries to like pre- or like pretends to be conquering places, well, to like be sending missionaries and peacefully persuading people, but then it's just like it's it's just like a violent. Um, hmm. colonial force I know that been... does it for the purposes of expansion rather than necessarily religion. I've, I know Damn. I've been mentioning this a lot but I'm not sure if there's ever been a real world example of a force that claims to be um, religious and you uh-huh. know, m- having missionary purposes actually being a very violent colonial force in, in any other continent so I'm not sh- really sure what Terry's drawing yeah. on. I mean, Terry is really just like a really creative guy like he can just come up with all these things <laughs> Just, just yeah. you, and like, um, just you tits, just <laughs> cheese, yeah. Jesus tits, Jesus tits, yeah. It's like like using um like trying to legally stop people from worshiping their former like belief systems and the stuff with the sailors and stuff. It is very like you know 
It's very like um, 19, 18, bleh, 20th century, 19th century colonialist activities. I mean, pre then. Um, like, <laughs> like, especially, yeah. well, yeah. But, you know, it's like, it specifically reminded me of like, um, like American yeah. uh, missionary stuff. Um, obviously in other places, but that's just what it felt like to me. Yeah, and that's that's a huge. Bit. I mean, it's the thing is colonialism at large does that. So you you know, there's a a million yeah. examples in American and um, English and Dutch and Belgium and uh, where else? Spain, well, American, Spanish, and American. not not in Germany. <laughs> uh, not in Germany. Never in Germany. Never in Germany. Uh, I I believe. <laughs> Our like former Labour Party <laughs> leader who tweeted that Germany never did colonialism. So, uh, uh, Namibia, where's that? Who are, the, who are the hero people? I've no idea. I think you just said a fantasy country's name that you just made up to discredit my German national um, purity. We never did anything wrong. This is yeah, not true. Yes. Don't take this out of context. <laughs> We're having all the. All the this is me doing an ironic of, joke. All the pictures of innocent people's heads uh, that, that I've seen uh, from German colonial atrocities, uh, they must have not been real. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to anyway. post fake things on the internet, so, you know. Yeah. It's really Horrible. easy. Horrible. We're kidding. Yeah, all of these um, things happened. <laughs> yeah. I, this yes. is a bit. <laughs> yes. We just keep talking about things, but... <laughs> In, in the voice of sarcasm. <laughs> we do be keeping it's talking because... about things, huh? It's because we're emotionally yeah. distressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because I'm we not. can't afford therapy, so we're podcasting. It's that's very true. sad. Well, that's why, that's why in, the, in the oncoming war between podcasters and astrology, <laughs> uh, the matriarchy will be set up. There will be a new inquisition that roots out, roots out ex-podcasters who claim to, claim to now be into astrology. And finds if they, like asks them if they haven't asks ask them if they have checked their Mercury rising this morning <laughs> and if they haven't don't want to be them. George, did you also script uh-huh. that chess tweet about podcasting and astrology? No, that was that was me because I saw it earlier. <laughs> you turned the tables uh, here, huh? <laughs> uh huh. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. So Volvis has this thing here where he's um, talking about Brother Murdoch being stern, like stoned to death, um, and when Brutha like really tries asking him about it, Vorbis is like, I trust this boy, he's very dedicated. And I was like, well, you know, there are some things that appear to be the truth, but they're not the real truth. The real truth must be protected by a labyrinth of lies. Some some things are not the fundamental truth. Uh, Things that are seen and heard and done by the flesh are mere shadows of the deeper reality. This is what you must understand as you progress in the church. Um, Just, like, you know, pretty good. There's all this stuff about, like, um... The way the way Vorbis is manipulating the rest of the church, but then it's also I think suggested that part of the structure of the church is that it will, you know, it's very easy for someone like Vorbis to become big in it because it's just the the structure is is built for it. I there's a lot of um, in this book mm. about um, sort of personal responsibility for for evil. I mean, you had the whole thing in the first letter of this book where it was talking about like the the worst like the most evil person is just a guy who turns up to do his job and you have that emphasized in this third of the book where they're walking through the labyrinth and he knows that Vorbis is gonna maybe do something awful and he doesn't you know he doesn't delay him at all um which 
at that point, it's it's a whole question and everything. But like in the like next scenes, you have this whole oh, Vorbis is directly threatening someone. He knows that Vorbis has and still does torture people the guy, to right? death. Yeah, he he's evil. <laughs> And it's like, well, yeah. are you going to continue working for him, or are you gonna you gonna stand up? Are you gonna say no? I will not burn the books. Which I wonder if that has any parallels to anything that has happened in uh, modern history. Yeah, it's it's the left wing trying to cancel innocent journalists, but <laughs> innocent turfs who did nothing innocent. wrong. What were, what were those books the Nazis were burning? What were those books about? I've no idea. It, it, it doesn't matter. Suzanne Moore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think one of the greatest pieces of books. writing this year was uh, the famous turf writing about why she's a turf. I think that was like really moving. Oh yeah, because that one, stood that by, one the BBC award. She she stood by what she what she thinks, and you may disagree with her, but she did a great piece of writing examining her reasons. So, so yeah, wow. Yeah, and when I write my essay about um, enslaving uh-huh. Georgia in the content <laughs> mines, everyone will be like, "That's very fair." We'll be like, um, it doesn't matter if it's because fair you or said not, what it's you just well-written. Exactly. Yeah. And if you get bullied, then it's even more I write like a really... The more I get bullied, the more well-written my work gets. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> that's just the, that's the nature of conflict. Um, Is that Hegelian? My art gets better the more people yell at me online. Um, Dialectics. But they can't stop me. <laughs> yeah, and if you like dress and behave eccentric enough in my documentary, maybe people would just like get really attached to you and kind of start like cosplaying. They'll like you me, Prime and, Minister. Yeah, you know they're they're gonna be like you know you might have done some bad things, but uh, George George but said funny. George also said some bad things at one point. So you know who can say? Remember all those yeah. slurs I said in that deleted bonus episode? Yeah, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by yeah. the way, if you're listening um, to this, we're not condoning the usage of slurs. Just, just saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We might, yeah. Um, we might joke about it, but please don't actually say them. Yeah, except for homophobic slurs. <laughs> <okay>. No. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, can Chaz. say them, Chaz. <laughs> Chaz. Call me a slur. Please don't actually do hate crimes at Chaz. Don't do, don't, don't do hate crimes. Chaz, um, you're a Saison Mochen. We on this podcast, uh, even though we said that we condone misogyny and homophobia, uh, I will take a brave stand against both hate crimes and uh, saying slurs. So You are listening to our very cheap therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Please remember that. (laughs) You might think we are podcasting (laughs) because we can't afford therapy, but what you forget is you are listening to podcasts because you can't afford therapy, so... (laughs) We are all in the so same all... sinking ship here. <laughs> we're all in the pit. And we are uh, also the people throwing of... stones into the pit. Speaking at ourselves. of sinking ships. Mm-hmm. Please. Uh-huh. I really, I do like this parallel between the ship that almost sinks um, earlier and then the ship that does sink um, here. Mm. And, you know, it's almost like it would have been better to just let the original ship sink. <laughs> Um, in which case, none of this would have happened, you know. Damn. 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 Makes you think. Turns out maybe gods are kind of selfish, or is yeah. or is or is wanting survival selfish? 
Can be. I mean, they're just like Questions. animals, isn't it? So they fight for survival in the same way like any other animals fights for survival, is what Om is saying. Like, you know, you're they're going to kill you or whatever, yeah. or you're going to... You can die as a god, and you want to survive. Um, and when you're a small god, you just want someone to believe in you, because then you get substance, and you're not just like a disembodied voice floating around the desert, which is pretty shit existence. Yeah, I do love that bit where he's like thinking about the the old like the gods that he uh, usurped and like what what he's doing now. Like yeah. he he can't even really remember if he was like a weather god or a thunder god or whatever. Speaking of funny gods, funny penguin. That's 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 really oh, yeah. good. I like I like the penguin. It's good. It just walks in. It's like oh look, this is a penguin. We're we're scared of this god, and then it leaves. <laughs> good very funny yeah it's like the goddess of wisdom's symbol is a penguin because it was meant to be an owl but they don't know what owls look like so they just made like a all the sculptors made a penguin and so now it's a penguin <laughs> i guess because it's sort of talking about like icons of gods and how they become the sort of what people think of which i guess you know it's like jesus yeah. you think of pictures of i jesus do love that scene because it's like an entire scene where all the philosophers are like oh we don't believe in gods gods are fake and then, like, one of them hears the thunder, except for the thunder god. And then they get hit by an arrow, mm-hmm. and they're like, except for FedEx, the... Uh, <laughs> god of the hunt. The god of mail or whatever. Like, the, one of them the was messenger. literally called FedEx. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't oh. pick up mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> the... I don't know if I can find that bit, but all the god names are like increasingly absurd. Like he, he just really goes for it with his uh, funny puns. What do you think about the um, Om's char- character development during this? He starts realizing that he's sort of feeling things and understanding concepts now that he's weak yeah. and vulnerable that it, he didn't before. It's very similar to Death's arc in Reaper Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just this. Yeah. He starts being like, it's not fair. Yeah. Well, it's the sudden actual fear of death. It's the sudden, you know, I have a limited time and I mm. have to make something good with it. No matter what he's done in the past, he's like, yes, I want to eat melon and go to Ankh-Morpork where people can believe in me so I can continue eating melon. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a relatable feeling. Um, it's just, it's a, mm-hmm. about humanity. George, you might even say. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. Oh I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask Lucy. Do you think? Mm, well, I'll let you ask. I... <laughs> do, you, do you think this is a pretty humanist book? Oh, I think oh. it might be pretty humanistic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it a horny Tuesday? Look at that humanism there. The like big thing that like Terry always says, and that like other equally as uh, fart and money. Uh, yeah, fart and. Smart and funny. <laughs> Fast and funny. That's a good. Fart that's a good spoonerism. Oh my there. god! Equally as smart and funny comedians, uh, epic atheist comedians such as Ricky Gervais also pick up is that. Mm-hmm. Uh, god, I can't do a Ricky Gervais voice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so funny British accent for a second, but I'm not there yet. Please. But like he he does always say the the thing about how you know isn't it more amazing that we evolved from evolution than uh, you know being created by a god and isn't like science much more amazing than or like all the natural wonders isn't it much more amazing if it's like a natural wonder than 
you know, whatever religion wonders there, like a statue uh, crying mm. or whatever. And that's like what Ohm says in this book yeah. also, that, you know, humans so easily impressed by things like a weeping statue but even though like every day the sun goes up and goes down (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, i also did find the funny god names so we have it starts with blind eo the thunder god which is a classic terry pratchett god and then cubal the fire Mm. god and then flatulus the god of winds that's very Ooh. funny. It's very funny. It's a good joke. That's fart that's fart ants money, that is. <laughs> and then FedEx the messenger guy. <laughs> also really good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I did like that joke. For once I understood yeah. a pun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud uh, of myself. Pun even international people can understand. Because yeah, it's a brand name. Um that's why he's the best. <laughs> you need to have a very high intelligence to understand the <laughs> epic wordplay of Terry Pratchett saying Flatulus, the god of winds. <laughs> you really do, and people don't appreciate that, I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, um, he has various levels. I didn't realize the, what the joke was with a Phoebe for a, while, for a long time until we started doing this podcast, no. actually. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> he's like, well, welcome to the country of nonce. Uh-huh. He's he's mm-hmm. right, Nonsville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've read the I've he read the ancient correct. texts. Xenophon maybe is the Omnians like, are right um, to try and take over a Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh-huh. colonialism is good. <laughs> maybe it is. Oh my god. <laughs> ah, um, Phoebe. Yeah. So the, the other like incredible it's callback good, joke for me was uh, when Didactylus starts like basically making the cave metaphor or cave allegory and oh yeah no i know yeah, then, yes. so he good. ends it with like and then the prisoners in the cave look at the shadows and say do a deformed rabbit that's my favorite <laughs> it's the return of deformed rabbit yeah. which you know he will keep doing love. that one it's it's so I funny <laughs> i'm sorry too it's great it's like I was excited when they did Plato's Cave just because we mention it so often yeah. on this podcast. And I didn't remember it Plato's because when I read this book, I was a st- stupid, uneducated, like 13 ish year didn't old boy. And I didn't cave. even know who Plato was. So That's fucked up. Oh, but he invented uh, being he from invented the West, caves. actually. Plato invented Western society. Plato invented being in a cave and looking at shadows and withstand. Plato said, can you imagine being in a cave? And people were like, what's a cave? And he was like, now imagine like a tunnel, like an opening in a wall and then you go into it and there's like a hole there and that's a cave and that they, everyone was amazed. Yeah. Um, Plato wrote The Republic, which is why uh, Western society has forever since, forever so more, many caves. Only, been, only been republics in caves. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason yeah. why like Western society is just the best and we need to Loads protect it democracy forever everywhere. is is because Plato realized uh, that you can just be in a cave. You can just look at some epic shadows. Exactly. It's like which way Western man, but the the options are just two different um shadow puppets in the cave. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> which one do you I like love... most? What if you vo- what if you voted for a shadow puppet? I love when um, Western society is all entirely democratic for its entire history, uh, because Plato wrote about it. I love that about Western uh, which society, which is a thing that he wrote, which is a thing that he wrote about, definitely. 
I think that. And um, yeah, and that's why loads of people were killed with sabers in, in Manchester once, because because we were democratic. Yeah, but you know what I hate uh-huh. is that all this great like Western society, actually like the Roman Empire just declined because of immigration question mark yeah that's, yeah there that's were too why. many too many darn migrants <laughs> it declined because of women <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. because women got the right to vote yeah no oh, yeah, not women, because they had uh, the right yeah. to vote because they wanted to not be married to somebody yeah. Oof. i thought it was because the men were feminized by um <laughs> estrogen in the water uh, <laughs> it's turned the freaking Cyclops gay. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting oh, lead yeah. salts in the wine and it's turning the frogs gay. <laughs> yeah, actually the reason why the oh, Roman that... Empire declined is because they started building gender neutral bathrooms. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Before they used to just like have very <laughs> big public bathrooms with separate gender areas. Uh-huh. It, I remember when Now they uh, don't. When Vespasian said, uh, let there be uh, a transgender ve- Vestal Virgin, <laughs> and uh, Rome fell the next day. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. I've studied Rome. <laughs> it's in Suetonius. Um, well, I've been there. So Vespasian, chapter 12, it says it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Lucy, you it's... can't post this in chat while I'm already laughing at other things. This is too much. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> got a notification <laughs> yeah for all the shaddicts which is just like people who have listened to our patreon episodes listening right now yeah. check this out platinum haired guy was cold as ice blank wall I couldn't reach I couldn't breach <laughs> oh baby I'm a shaddict yeah <laughs> sexy <laughs> I just love this guy's like shaddadelic um, <laughs> 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 Shagazalic, baby. <laughs> well, do you want... Is it only Tuesday, baby? Do you find me as cold as ice, baby? <laughs> do you find me as cold as ice? <laughs> do you think I'm a, I'm a blank wall you can't breach? Oh, does that make you horny? You have a blank wall that you can't breach, baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, did, I did think I about how you. like the title of this book in German, the title of Smorgadzuhu in German is Einfachgöttlich. Um, uh-huh. Which means... Oh, yeah. Say it again. Say it again. Einfachgöttlich. Nice. You you what? Einfachgöttlich. <laughs> what did you do to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Which means simply godly. And I did think, okay. I did think that uh, th- this book would be better <laughs> like if the perfume. title was Godalicious, baby. <laughs> Godalicious, baby. Do you make me pious, baby? <laughs> oh. Do you make me pious, baby? <laughs> Um, well, get on your knees and pray. I don't know. I might actually get on your Jesus. knees and have a bit of a pray, do you? Um, the thing this. about like Austin Powers to... is that you can't really go wrong with the accent because it's already like a Canadian guy doing a British accent. Yeah. So you know, his parents are British, to be fair. Like, so he he can. His parents are Scottish, are they? Yeah, they're from Britain. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't know what they'd have to say about it, but point. yeah, they're from Britain. <laughs> okay. <God. laughs> oh no! Did the did the vaccine make you? <laughs> Maybe. Get, Maybe, you baby. <laughs> <laughs> the vaccine made you straight, and then made you gay again. 
<laughs> and then it gave uh, me of all vaccine studios. I was going to mention that there was a Terry was doing his famous um, criticism of the democratic process in this, where he does say that mm-hmm. the tyrant was like some some guy who seemed nice that they elected every six. Oh, did he say five, five years? I think it's meant to be the UK. And um, oh, Terry, they, writing about he, the that, UK? They, no, no, I don't think so. Everyone is British. That they elect and then is like suddenly becomes a horrible person who does terrible things and then they throw him down and get a different one, but they keep making the same decision every now, like every single time and keep doing the same thing. So couldn't couldn't be this country. Couldn't, can't relate. Not this. Couldn't be this. <laughs> like we're we're in an Not entirely normal situation, entirely because because democracy helped us. Everything is fine, and that's because people mm-hmm. made the consistently right choices at the democratic pro- the, the, in the democratic process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. It's normal. There's not a lettuce shortage, and we're not we're not like banned from France. Um, My dog can't go skiing. That's mm, tragic. No. That's very sad. Jer- Jeremy Crobman uh, <laughs> made Brexit. So my dog couldn't go skiing. Maybe your dog should be less of a class trader. Can I just say one more thing about Michael Meyer? Not Michael Myers, Mike Myers. Not the, <laughs> Michael not Myers. The my favorite guy. serial killer. Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, <laughs> do I make you dead, baby? I forgot oh, to, like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And I hit you with a baseball bat. I forgot to send this in the um, app chat, but I did get an incredible alert because I have for our other podcast set uh, set up news alerts for the winds of winter in case the book gets released, and I did get a news alert that is the most incredible thing I've ever gotten in an email. It's an article called Shrek 5 release date plot trailer <laughs> updates. The Green Ogre will be back in special reboot film. No and way. The first reboot. preview sentence is Shrek 5 is surely happening even <laughs> though the project is compared to Half-Life 3 and the Winds of Winter these days. So it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> well, well Half-Life 3 isn't happening. Who is comparing shrek 5 to half-life 3 in the winds of Who's, winter who is in this the year of all of 2020 thinking about half-life 3 it's been like like 10 years there's some, <laughs> 10 years it's been way longer yeah. than that Lucy. it was like it's been like nearly 20 yeah. it's, it's some like very sad like 35 year olds who are still waiting <laughs> for for, sure, for half-life 3 god i i literally remember that it was a meme as as far as i can remember back like yeah as soon as I learned about video games, Half Life Two was or Half Life Three confirmed was already a meme. Half Life Three, Portal Three, Cake is a Lie. Cake is a Lie. <laughs> oh, we found some gamers in this party. <laughs> but it's just, it's just incredible to me to imagine that there is like a like a vivid Shrek fan community who is just like every day posting about how well is Shrek Five still happening? They can't be mm-hmm. surely. It's like I mean I'm sure there's a there's a few people but like it's it's not like the insane people who went after a Snyder cut. There's no one doing that kind of stuff for Shrek Five. It's not like got, it's got to be not like harassing Michael Meyer on social media uh, for where Shrek Five. <laughs> Shrek Five comes out. It's, it's the Zack Snyder cut <laughs> of Shrek One. <laughs> Shrek is now like a sort of beige color. Oh God, but what? Imagine if like <laughs> uh, Zack Snyder says, "All right, Snyder cut is ready," and then you go log in your HBO mm-hmm. Max account, and it's actually Shrek Five. Somebody once told me 
That would be really good, though. I would enjoy that probably more than the that Snyder would be such could. a good. Uh, um, yeah. The CGI, the, C- the CGI would look better. Uh-huh. Wolf, but it's just Prince Charming played by. Um, I'll say Hugh Grant, but it's not. It's Rupert Grint. <laughs> Rupert Grant. <laughs> Track five would have better female characters to bring it back to the the first discussion point of this podcast. Yeah. That is true. Uh-huh. This has been a very like recursive, like you know, yeah, it's we keep, like circling back to the same topics. <laughs> this is how you know we're professionals. Yeah. Listen, come funny. At, like, the medium is the message. I am still waking up at six every morning, and I'm <laughs> get a job, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I mean become a landlord, so you don't have to get uh-huh. up then. Just wow. like, does anyone want to rent we a house? Become landlords. What if everyone becomes landlords on this podcast instead of what we currently oh do? I think our listeners would be allowed to kill us. <laughs> but if everyone <laughs> is a landlord, then nobody is landlord. Lord, oh. right? well, if, then if who's staying in the house? <laughs> what, so if house? everybody owned property, no one would have. <laughs> only, only. <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> Only I'm allowed to be a landlord on this podcast. I, I'm the Hannibal Buress of this podcast. Uh, ah. Lucy is... Lucy is the desk. Okay. Well, they um, get smashed every episode. Yeah. Uh, Janosch is the, like, the rotating cast of, like... Uh, I'm like, every guest, Middle-aged yeah. to elderly men. No, you're the rotating me- cast of middle-aged <laughs> to elderly men who, like, fire guns out of the rafters. Okay. Yeah, I love that. And, um... Charlotte is Croft Punk. Croft <laughs> Punk. Okay. okay. Who's, it's Croft. Who's Eric Andre? Um, the bit. I don't know. No <laughs> prejudice, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> our, our shared mental illness. Uh-huh. <laughs> our, yeah, our shared th- therapy bills. Mm-hmm. It's God. time. It's a good book. Small gods. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Read the book. Read the book. I, just, I, I'm sorry, like, since... Since uh, Sarah infested this in my brain, all I can think about is saying small gods uwu, but like not even doing a voice, like just in a normal voice. Small gods has... uwu. Small gods uwu, and it uwu. has eradicated all my capabilities to actually discuss this book. To, so It does have to be the episode mm-hmm. title. Small gods. Small gods uwu. Oh, wait. <laughs> small gods uwu. Small gods uwu. I was going to make it beavers, but small gods uwu is also good. <laughs> You can put Beavers in the uh, episode description. I did give five facts, so... It's a new bonus. Yeah, five facts about Beavers. That's what this podcast is about. Listen, do we have anything else to say about Small Gods? Uh, it's a good book. It's yeah. a really good book. They're small. We said that already? They're oh. gods. We love them. We stand. Please find a... If you're listening to this um, and you don't believe in a god currently, just find one. Make up one if you don't have one. It's easy. Might I suggest um, extremely devout Catholicism? Oh, fuck, yeah. It's pretty cool. If you want, you're Um, also allowed to, like, worship me personally. I'll allow it. No, I think think the best kind of religion is not devout Catholicism, but trad Catholicism. People who reject... If you reject Vatican II, you are incredibly funny. And there there is no anti-Semitic undertones to that (laughs) at all. No. They're, oh, they're, yeah, I do love, they're, they're, I do love the Catholics who are, like, cancelling the Pope. <laughs> That's very funny. No, they are incredibly funny because they're all deranged, like, truly, mm-hmm. truly round-the-bend people, but... The Pope committed a heresy by <laughs> saying that sometimes it's okay if you divorce. <laughs> the Pope's like, come on, guys, can't we just chill out? And they're like, no, get the thumbscrews. <laughs> He's like, what's a little divorce between friends? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
<laughs> God. <laughs> Look, and if the Pope wants to like That's what this book's about. Uh, like thirst traps on Instagram, it's fine. Well, look, we've, I, I, we've all been horny. We discussed this. I almost said I'm yeah. glad to live in the age of the first horny pope, but that is categorically untrue. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> there have been many, many popes first, way hornier than... Yeah, the first pope was horny online. That's heresy. You're going to get us excommunicated by talking about... <laughs> the Borgias? Who are they? I have no idea. This is the first... They're just guys. Pub, like, uh... Post Pope who's horny on Maine though. Uh, no, no, oh yeah, that's, that's been true. fine. Lucy, Lucy, loads of them had children, like openly. Yeah, but not Maine on Twitter. <laughs> the Borgias didn't have Twitter. <laughs> well, well, no, yeah. but they had children. Having children is pretty Maine. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can sure, have children okay. without being horny. I guess, like, you can do it like Stannis did. God, 16th century yeah, Italy. What, what a what a what a t- what a time! You can jack time. off into like, like a small dish and then use. Hey, I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> okay. So I thought Small Gods was a great book that I had a lot of fun with, and I can't wait to read the final third and learn whether religion is good or bad. Oh yeah, yeah we haven't decided colors. yet. If if you consecrate milk, okay, uh-huh. like you do, like you do with the the host and the and the wine. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> no, please. No, please. Carry now on. you Where have are to. You going? I was just a questioning. Like, what, what, what part of Christ is that? Or what kind of fluid? <laughs> His milk. <laughs> we, okay, we've lost all the Catholics. <laughs> Sorry, Rowan. Wait, no, we have Christ, has, Christ has big naturals, and it's just his, it's just his natural milk. <laughs> you don't see any issues Christ's with this. Christ's juicy milk. <laughs> um, anyway, My favorite passage of the Bible is like is... in. John three fourteen, where he's, he just says, uh, where Jesus just says to him, "Milk me, Daddy." It's in Numbers Ooh. six nine, where the Bible <laughs> turns to the camera and says, Haha, "What if Jesus had big naturals? Would that be sexy or what?" <laughs> Jesus, Isn't Jesus wept for his that? naturals were not big enough. <laughs> God. Jesus looked down to see how big his naturals were and got turned into a pillar of salt. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it, fellas, is it gay when you're introduced by as Eke Homo? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm that sorry. we finally no, created a podcast. I was getting close like, to a slur, wasn't it? <laughs> real talk, like, just just among us. Cut this out if, if this is too personal, but I... I personally am very proud uh-huh. of us to finally have created a podcast that is horny. I don't think anyone has ever made like <laughs> sexual jokes on a podcast, and not as well exactly. as we do. That's for certain. Good. Not not as good not as good or as consistently. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're very consistent, and we always finish uh, in a timely manner. <laughs> we um, do finish on a timely manner. <laughs> Oh my god, we're almost Ooh. at two hours again. Uh-huh. And we barely talked Look, about I haven't left the house. I haven't left the house except for a test in four days. <laughs> this I I'm going mad. This was like absolutely rancid energy. Like four days. Just uh, I'm saying this this in serious once again. Like we joke a lot around here. The energy today, man. I haven't stopped working since last Monday. So that's why. Mm. I think it's good energy. I do think it's very good. <laughs> but it's also like very bad. <laughs> Which is why we should stop it now. Um, let's do yeah. Patreon sign-offs. Patreon. Yeah, hello. Well, thank you for listening to Who Watches the Watch. You're sorry. Uh, we're sorry. <laughs> um, but you're also welcome. And um, we'll see you soon, mm. probably. 
have a have a nice holiday of some description. The I left that cancelling Christmas. We, you might get a little gift in your in your uh, in your RSS feed. This Christmas. <laughs> I hope Could you're not be lying like me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you are alone, we will be there with you <laughs> in Except recorded form. You wouldn't be alone then. This yeah, and and look. I- anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> We're I so just close. wanted to. Um, anyway, I just edge. wanted to tell all, all all our listeners, oh, yeah. like, because this is like, I think it's going to be the last episode we release this year, probably. I would do. Uh, yeah. I I'm I can't believe that you're actually listening to this, and you're my little pock champ. So <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Um. Thank you. And I I want you to know that if you want more of this and even more of what. <laughs> other stuff we have then you can donate to our patreon for one currency a month and receive all our bonus content which is loads of stuff that you love um or you can do five currency and you can get your name shouted out like these people uh like these people gigantic larry wow slime simon goddamn boyfriend of the show tom aka hank the tank wow that's my actual boyfriend cool (laughs) yeah uh justin crando hell yeah Milk succubus. Ooh. Yep. Eventm. Ooh. Ah. Uh. Rise and grind memes for side hustling teens. <laughs> Man, the profile pic for rise and grind memes for side hustling teens is still like Joe Biden and Pickle Rick dabbing <laughs> yeah. in front of the White House. It <laughs> kills me every time I open it. Funniest shit I ever saw, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this scientist mm-hmm. who turns himself into anyway. a small god. Let's uh, stand where the wax. The turtle moves. Right, get the hell out of here. God, we didn't or even talk about how funny it is that they, uh, they do epic no, we science cannot. but talk about like elephants standing on top of a turtle. <laughs> That's it's pretty, pretty good. good. It's um, like the opposite of listen. the real one. There's a lot to talk about, but we can finish it up next. Look, if you have like uh, more for now. more jokes that we forgot to do in the first two episodes, and that will break the last episode, like Sarah did with "I'm a small cat," then please let us know. You can join our Discord, by the way, uh, so you can do that there. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see you next week, and until then, Sam Nigel, Sam um, Nigel, Sam Rinsflower, Sam Weatherwax, uh, Beyond Strong, the Arm is our uncle, Nuncle. Um, the turtle moves. My the uncle moves. Stan. Yeah. Stan, Stan Eric is the best book Terry Pratchett has ever written. <laughs> <laughs> Why will Eric classic, not be as good? Classic character. Vorbis should Why be a girl boss. Small God's not as good as Eric. Um, um, okay, we'll see you next mate. week. Bye. Help me, this island is cursed.
You've been listening to a Good Episode Productions Network podcast. See the website for more details.